0: Hello and welcome back to Lady Time. Today is a very special day because today I am in conversation with Jill McGregor, our founder of at Lady Time. We normally do winter solstice episode where we have a conversation together. Last year Jill did it on her own because I was in bed really sick with the flu with all my family and she just took over and she was brilliant. She smashed it as usual. So I'm so happy to have Jill back on today because she has taken a step back over the last few months, as you'll know. Jill, you're very welcome. and Thanks for coming back to do this conversation.
1: Thank you, Carol. It's lovely to be invited back on. And I have to say I have missed it from time to time and miss us meeting as regularly as we were before. So thank you for inviting me on. And you've been doing a great job uh, since September.
0: Oh thank you Jill thank you I appreciate that and I really miss you on here and also our chats uh together we we have our zoom meetings so we we haven't really had them we've had one since but uh yeah I I miss them Jill and I live on different sides of the country so we haven't the opportunity to see each other very often so it's great to see you <laughs> and you too and I know that the uh,
1: the the listeners can't see you but you look absolutely amazing even if you did do your own hair it is absolutely gorgeous I can't believe it so everyone she looks great thank you and may
0: I say that's what I was saying to Jill before we came on she looks 20 years younger I don't know whether it's not doing the podcast that's made you (laughs) lose the years or you just look fantastic well thank you
1: Carol Uh, It's just been a hard year and, uh, you know, coming to the end of it. And like I was saying to you before we started talking, I have uh, been doing some healing work and getting it done. And homeopathy, I had, as I was telling you, I had a a very deep, uh, amazing reaction to homeopathic remedy that I had taken from my homeopath. And after a long session on different things, you know, that were going on and somehow it's just like cleared something out of me so deep. So if if I'm looking well, I think it might have something to do with having sloughed off some, uh, I don't know, stuff that was in there for years or something. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. it's, it, it was a nice uh burden to be lifted off me even if I'm not quite sure what it was but I definitely feel better and have more energy so
0: yeah you look yeah you look bright you look very bright so maybe you feel lighter and brighter or something after that remedy
1: yeah yeah I think so now I love homeopathy I've been uh, a big fan of it for I don't know it's first had it in early 90s so that's a long time taken, you know going for that system of healing if people li- like it or even are interested in it they should uh, look into it it's definitely I'm a big fan of it anyway so
0: I am a massive fan of it as well I love it it's something that is so hard to comprehend but I don't know why it is because it's it's kind of like you take a tablet, a remedy, and I guess people take tablets all the time, so it's not that hard to comprehend how something so small can have such a big effect. But how it works energetically on your physical and your emotional, and I guess your spiritual health as well, it's kind of it's it kind of works on everything. I guess, yeah, I guess this is made up of different molecules. I don't know much about chemistry, but I, I had an interview recently with. Johnny wrote the herbalist, and he spoke about plants having so many different molecules that work on the different systems within our body that I feel like homeopathy is a bit like that, too. I don't know.
1: I think it is because they take they can take anything at all and make a remedy out of it. And then I suppose while we're, while we're these solid matter human beings and bodies, we forget that we actually are uh, atoms as well all sort of working together or whatever at various different uh, yes. densities or whatever and when you take a remedy which actually a uh, modern day uh, some of modern day uh, whatever uh, medicines are based actually originally based on homeopathy you know you take a tiny bit uh, particularly vaccines you take a tiny little bit of what it is that's yes happening to you and then that has a massive reaction but it's at a very very deep cellular and atomic level so
0: yes yeah you're right yeah we are energy we are trillions and trillions of tiny atoms interacting together in systems yeah so yeah yeah that's great well well done yes i i would definitely go for homeopathy if there's something lingering like a cough or a chest infection or you know i take my kids sometimes um if there's something that i know is emotional and they don't want to talk to me about it. And and I'm like, OK, let's try and talk to someone else and get a remedy. They, they, they resist sometimes because they're like, how could that work? <laughs> but the last time I took one of my children, I mean, when they're little, they just do it. So that's great. But when they get older, the last time I took one of my kids, they were super impressed. They said, I don't know about the remedy, mum, but the talk beforehand just was fantastic.
1: <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, well, I had. as I was telling you beforehand, I had the most, a big reaction to that first remedy and I had a cough. I had that cough that was going around all summer and that was lasting for like weeks and weeks. And that's why I went. And the that first I had four remedies in total over a period of of a few weeks because it's not a, a quick fix. It's a very deep acting um, remedy uh, way that it works so but it usually just completely clears whatever the issue is completely and doesn't come back as a rule anyway but um anyway that gosh that that was such a reaction that there was no denying that remedies work <laughs> if i ever i never had a doubt but if i ever had had a doubt it was like god almighty look at the state of me, and then it just lasts a few days, and then the next thing you know, you're actually feeling as so though something very deeply has shifted out of literally out of my cells. So you know. yes, yeah,
0: I I used it years ago for IBS actually, irritable bowel syndrome, which I had a lot in my twenties and early thirties, and I actually believe it was the homeopathic remedies that got in and cleared out whatever trauma i was holding deep down in my gut that was causing the inflammation it cleared it out now i probably will get bouts very rarely or get some sort of gut stuff going on rarely but that's that's years years later so it's probably time for another one (laughs) another remedy yeah Mm -hmm. so how are you now then after that Mm -hmm.
1: I, d- I definitely do feel very, very well. Um, I've actually gained a lot of energy. I, I, I you know, the last year, you know, in the aftermath of my mum's passing and all of that, which is normal for everyone, you'll go through through a time uh, just various different levels stuff to do with you know yourself and your mother and reflection and family stuff and all of that. Yes. Um. But I, I didn't have a lot of energy. I struggled all year long. I struggled with my work, my job that I had to do. Um, and then it just turned around. It was beginning to turn around a little bit earlier in the year, but after that. I have to say, and that was only September. I I got the cough in August, and it took me a couple of months. So it was actually October um, that I cleared that it was cleared completely. And then just this energy that I have that I used to have when I was, you know, even ten years ago, I just have it back again.
0: Wow.
1: So, yeah. And and actually my my memory has improved as well. Now, I've always, as you know, Carol, I've always had a, quite a good memory. Amazing memory. She's like an elephant. <laughs> my mom was the same. Actually, I think my mom had a photographic memory as well. Uh, I don't have that. But my mom, gee, my, you ask her any date about anything, when this happened or whatever. So I did pick that up from her. And thankfully, right to the end for her, thank God she didn't have dementia or anything like that. Thank God. But um, So I'm hoping that I'm on in line <laughs> behind her to be the same. Uh, but my memory just is better. It's like... Um, so I've decided to start, you know, the way we don't um, uh, remember our numbers anymore because they're just in the phone and you just dial it. And I said, um, we don't dial the numbers. That's why we don't remember them. So I've started making myself, you know, uh, you know, remember good friends' numbers. I always knew two good friends' numbers. So we know the same people i just always knew them because maybe i dialed them at the beginning before i got a phone so i always remembered their numbers um but now i'm practicing remembering other people's numbers and dialing them without having you know just dialing them instead of just pressing the name or whatever (laughs) you know
0: but that's um, so interesting what you're saying. I never thought of that. I did think obviously yeah. that oh I don't know people's numbers that much. Like I don't know my kids' numbers and I need to learn yeah, their numbers. Yeah. They know yeah. my number because I said like they're gonna they didn't get phones until, you know, yeah. they were twelve. So mm-hmm. I got them to learn my number and my husband's number early. So if something happened they could get somebody to ring us. So that's that's good. But then it's like I don't know their numbers. And you're right, it's because we're not dialing. We're not going, what's their number? We're just pressing a button with their name on it. That's so interesting.
1: Yeah, it was another friend that well Jade, who was my last guest on the podcast in June. Yes. It was Jade Jade that said that to me. Yes.
0: Like,
1: yeah, you're right. It's because we don't dial the numbers that we don't remember them. No. And
0: yet, there's some numbers I remember from years and years ago.
1: I still remember our very first phone number ever when I lived in Scotland with Mum, 26649. Oh, and that's gone back to the
0: 70s. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember that number. You probably used to answer the phone 26649. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Which would have been another recall. Uh, practice was to, yeah. to say your number every time you answered the phone. That's right.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: That's a practice long gone. Um, oh Although yeah, now you don't say
1: your number, you don't want someone stranger to know your number, or you don't answer the phone to private numbers anymore. Whereas years ago, uh, you always wanted to hide your number, you know? So it's like, gee, I don't know. It's strange now. Now no one will answer if it's a private
0: number. <laughs> Who's that?
1: You Who's know, ringing
0: me? There's one woman I know. Uh, well, I obviously I yeah. haven't rang her for a while, but it's a friend's mother. And I used to ring the number for my friend, you know, when she lived with her mother. But she's she's gone now a good while from her mum's house. But her mother used to answer the phone calling out the number years yeah. after everybody else did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so it was yeah. like a blast from the past to hear. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have a friend, she's in her 70s. She would d- d- do that as well, answer with the number.
0: Oh, you know. that's so nice. So, yeah. 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 It's nice to remember traditions like that Yeah. things I that know. we used to do. I know. Yeah.
1: yeah. So we're at
0: that time of year again, aren't I we? Know. Talking of traditions. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, exactly. It's nice to have oh, traditions God. this time of year. And I think. Sometimes it takes us away from that complete obsession with uh, shopping. I know, I don't know about you, but I have been overwhelmed the last week because the frenetic energy of people rushing around and trying to get things done and trying to make it the best Christmas ever. uh, Like the amount of people beeping on in their cars (laughs) has just increased like tenfold like there's people beeping all the time i notice, not at me thankfully maybe the odd one but at, at other people like it's just like you know there's no time for people to to do anything they're just like beep yeah. get out of my way yeah. <laughs> hurry up the light screen you know whatever they're beeping at uh, i just noticed that the, that energy it's like sometimes people are forgetting their manners they're like coming just if you're working in customer service at any any or hospitality, you're on the cold face of that. You know, I work in the restaurant at the moment with my husband; his restaurants, and uh, some of the girls are. You know, they they'd email me and say, "Well, we had this customer today, and they basically just came in so rude," and and then after a while of talking to them, the the person calmed down and we're okay, but it was just. People are just forgetting, like, to say hello, to say, can I talk about this? It's just full on. (laughs) And I think it's just that it's quite overwhelming this time because I think it's a time to slow down because it's cold. It's getting dark early and it's, you know, it's time to be lighting a fire or, you know, sitting around with your Friends or family, and and instead, there's this have to do this, have to do that, have to have to have to, you know, have to be outside, have to go out, have to do the dinners, have to do, you know, there's so much pressure, and and it's a conflict that we have in ourselves. It's like this, I really want to stay indoors, oh no, I have to go out. <laughs> do you find that,
1: or is that just me? Um, no, no, no. I think it's been so frenetic, and it's more frenetic than it normally would be. Um, I someone that did always I kind of like the crowds you know I like being in a crowd but I don't anymore now that could be the results of the last three years where we weren't in crowds a lot true Um, yeah maybe but I but I think what's happened is people are It's it's, as though it's a back, not a backlash, but um, the result of like being restricted for a good long time. Suddenly everyone's going out. But you see, people would still have been reticent last year, but they're not. It's like as though God Almighty, the world and its mother has come to Ireland to visit it this year. You know, it has never stopped. There is no time when you walk up town anymore, say in Galway, where I live, where you used to live. And I'm sure it's the same in Dublin. I've heard it the same all over, where there is isn't crowds of people there consistently all the time. But in the last four weeks, every if I'm in town on a Saturday, it's like, where are all these people (laughs) coming from? You know, it's just literally... Almost haven't. I was getting cranky and I wasn't being rude, but I was just like puffing and puffing, trying to just walk up the street yesterday. And all I'm doing is food shopping. I haven't done any Christmas shopping this year and mine's a lot less this year because I'm going to be staying in Galway and I, you know, I don't have to go to Dublin this year. And uh, so it's a lot less, even the amount of Christmas presents I get but in terms of what you're saying, it is—it's just increased. There's a lot of people around. People are everywhere, and I—and people just went ma- are going mad shopping. Absolutely yeah. mad shopping. And I just feel a little bit like what you're saying. The antithesis of that is like I don't want to do any shopping at all, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for Christmas. You know, I did put the tree up and uh you know the decorations up and that and I still like that but I just want to be like you said at home and be at home and light the stove and just have the friends I want to come or the people I want around me to be around and I just don't want the friend the, this friend I don't know sort of word freneticism
0: but well, yeah. let's make it up
1: you know <laughs> and uh and the consumerism—I know we've spoken about this before on, on our on our solstice Christmas solstice chat—but the freneticism is just. Oh, sorry, no, the consumerism is just like going beyond the beyond. You know, there's no need. There's no need for it. What do we need anymore? You know, True. all these products and resources, but also. I don't know what's behind it all at the moment. I, this is a little bit left afield, field and I hope you don't mind me because I've spoken with you about this. But I'm like, as you know, Carol, and probably the listeners maybe don't know this about me. But I've always looked at the not always, but as a young adult, looked at the universe and what happens and how we move through the universe and all the levels if there is levels to the universe the multiverse it can be called and different dimensions and all of that and that we live in earth in earth time and time and space continuum as a certain sort of thing right I, I'm not wouldn't be great at articulating it that well but I do think that something has happened to time and time is condensed now I do go to a healer who has said that a tw- 24 hour day is now in reality 12 hour a day and I, I actually do think that because I'm trying to do the same amount of stuff that I, I'd always be a bit busy at this time of the year but I'm like not I'm having to like work until midnight now to get everything done that needs to be done and I've questioned myself am I like creating too much stuff to do but it's always like busy at this time you get the house cleaned you get your present spot or write the cards I it's always busy in my work because it's the end of year and it all ties in with the end of fiscal year and all of that. But I, And everybody I speak to has said, oh, my God, there isn't any time. I didn't, I, you know, I feel like the pressure to get this and that done. That's just my top one's worth that I'd throw in. It's a bit left to feel, Carol. If anyone else out there is looking and thinking that time just, there's never time for anything, there's a, a thought to think about. Yeah, through a part of the universe or, or something is happening That we that's kind of sounds a bit far out there, but, you know, it could be if you start looking into quantum physics, that there's something or even quantum mechanics. I'm not sure which that something is happening with time. And
0: well, it's interesting. Yeah. Somebody said that to me last night. Not 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 as in depth as you've just said, Mm -hmm. but someone said to me, I feel like there's no time anymore. I feel like time is speeding up. And it's exactly what you're saying now. I don't know. It definitely feels like I'm very busy always the last few years and I well you yeah, know there's stuff like there's always emails coming from work there's always text so I can't I have to just put my phone down actually I probably need to put my phone into a drawer sometimes so that I don't see it for a few hours so that I can pick it up when I have time and go and respond but when there's a constant feed of communication and not that they're expecting a return but it's like well, I feel that like, oh, I need to look at it and then I need to respond sometimes. And that's like, actually, no, I need to put a boundary on time around that. Yeah, it's interesting what you're saying, you know, to go on that kind of far out thinking, like, what is it? Is it the age of Aquarius? Is it the 5D? 5D? 5... Oh, yeah, the fifth mo- shifting into
1: a fifth dimension that we're going from mm. the fourth dimension into a fifth dimension. I
0: don't know yeah, a lot about I, any I think of that. So. Yeah,
1: I, I think so. Um, and I know we don't want to be going down a rabbit hole here or anything, but I do think that I think we evolve as human as a human race and that the whole everything is 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 in a state of flux anyway and moving and changing beyond Earth and all of that. But even my teacher that I may have mentioned before on other podcasts or chats with you. Going back, I would have first met her in 97, I think. So that's a good long time ago. Anne was her name. She she died in 2010. But she had begun teaching a group of us a lot of this way back then. And at that stage, she was already saying that we will be moving to, I don't understand what this is now, Carol, or a, a zero point in time. Um, But somehow in my mind, it made sense. So she had said it's already begun to happen back then. And of course, didn't notice, didn't notice, but I have seen a massive shift in this in the last three years. like this is just this is just not funny anymore (laughs) do Do I have to get up at five in the morning and keep working until midnight to do what I used to do before you know because now we in reality of 12 hours but even if I come down in the morning to have my breakfast and I'm making my smoothie and I'm doing whatever and then I'll do the dishes blah, blah blah all the usual things I would do in my morning ritual and an hour and a half has passed and I said this used to take me 45 minutes like or 40 minutes to do how can an hour and a half pass I'm doing it at the same speed so anyway that that is uh, uh that's my take on it yes. and what, what how to I don't know how to navigate it when you still have the same amount of work to get through I don't do early morning, <laughs> but I am working toward. I'm finding myself saying I want to wake up at seven and start doing stuff a bit earlier. That maybe I'll have time more in the evening, because if that is what's going on, I can't do less in my job because I have to do my job. Like you're saying, you know, eventually you have to respond to those emails. But it's probably and things have to be done at the house. But it's I do. I actually have no real answer. I have no answer actually what to do with it other than to absolutely make sure that you give yourself at least one hour if every second or third day where you go, I'm stopping now for an hour and I'm not doing X, yes. Y, and Z.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think that the way to counteract mm-hmm. this speeding up of time with the busyness in our time is mm-hmm. is to take time to meditate even if it's just 10-15 minutes it's worth it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's to i've started like because i i definitely feel this build up around christmas i'm not a materialistic person so i find this a challenging time and actually i used to do a workshop before covid times uh, on on christmas cam i think it's important to be slow during this time to to find time to be slow. So when I'm making myself feel like happier in the day, I put on some music and, and definitely in the summertime, it's very upbeat. And even in the autumn time, it's very upbeat music. And that gets me, you know, gets me in a good mood or gets me in a better mood than what I'm in. So I love that music. And I just noticed lately, actually, I'm going to the other side of the music. I'm putting on slow, beautiful, you know, really slow tempo, classical music and, and and really slow, like even listening to something called binaural beats. And I, I, I'm listening to slow stuff. I'm t- trying to take things, s- s- trying to go slowly at times. And if I take an hour a day where I'm getting ready to go out into the world, get ready to go to work and ready to pick up the kids or something like that, that I'm taking time for at least an hour to be slow. And then I'm like, OK, now I'm ready. Whereas that kind of like jumping up, have to do all this, have to, have to, have to. No, that doesn't work with me. I've got to coerce myself. And I think having that slow time every day, whether it's meditating, listening to slow music or taking a walk that's not fast, a slower walk, uh, I have to do that for my mental health because I just don't do well with that time pressure
1: yeah that you did mention to me you gave me the name of uh you uh, so, someone you listened to is it Max Rick richter or something richter, yes yes yeah, and I haven't looked him up yet, but when you cause I, I didn't have time <laughs> to yes. go and check it out It was only a few days ago you texted that but i I thought that is absolutely brilliant. Listen to slow music. And exactly like that, slow down, because I was thinking, how can I just, I was thinking of stopping, but actually you're right. Just do something that is slower because I am, I am a natural speedy Gonzales anyway. Right? Uh, so the I'm actually like the bunny rabbit now, <laughs> the Durazol <Gerizal laughs> bunny rabbit now. <laughs> you know? It's like, no, I have to stop. But you're you're right, just small little things of slowing down because it, it's you know, your mind can't just stop doing stuff. It just has to be retrained, doesn't it?
0: Yes. Do yeah. But Yeah, we do. We need to retrain our mind. Mm-hmm. And and and, and just find your own pace as well. Like I'd be a, you're a, a speedy Gonzalez. I'm a tortoise at the best of times. And then I, I, it's not that I don't go fast. I do. I, it's not that I don't do loads of things. I do. I do lots of things, but my pace would be more like a snail if I, if I was to describe myself. Now snails do move fast and do a lot of things, but the they snail go. Won the race race. It.
1: Wasn't it? No, the tortoise won the race. I saw Yes. Yeah, yeah, or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I say that with love to myself. I, I'm not putting myself down because actually, recently my friend did a podcast and I was listening to her, and she was talking about being a tortoise, But I felt like there was a criticism in it, and I said it to her. I said, "It's you know, it's, it's good to be a tortoise. Uh and, and it means it doesn't mean you're not moving in the world. You are, but you just mindful of." slow things it's like the slow food culture the slow fashion now like slow is good slow is good guys <laughs> because you can absorb more of
1: whatever it is information if it's information or you can uh, be more present if it's yeah slow i suppose slow and fast are are kind of words that don't describe what we're trying to talk about here so well is, wow. it's resonance maybe your yes, resonance yes. is well he, there you go it's just popped into my head the earth is uh is 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 it hertz frequency or something it's yes. only seven or eight hertz when you compare that to a mobile phone it's in the thousands the frequency of that band wave is in the thousands which is not good for us this is hitting off off our phys- physically but the comparison there is that the earth when you walk go like you go for a walk you go to the woods or the park or the sea or wherever we go for our walks it it just automatically slows you down because you're in a much slower longer wave frequency so it's more about frequency and you're right carol you do yeah because when we'd have talks before outside of a podcast I mean when we're talking I'm there going and then you are going, yeah you say so it was a nice combination because you're you're yeah I'm not sure what I'm kind of saying now but no it's nothing to do with being slow being bad at all it's with your frequency and how you absorb information or you put out information or you do things it's doesn't mean
0: it's just different that's all it's different yeah Mm. and 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 I think there are different types of people when you say that so people who uh, how you take in information and how you process it so I um yeah I would have been a very I guess as slow as it does have a bad connotation but it's not so I would bring things in and I would feel and absorb information and and really experience it and have the pros and cons in my body about it like I'd really internalize stuff and like especially you know when I worked years ago in a collective and we'd, we would have to have opinions about everything and I was really young I was only in my early 20s and there were big decisions we had to talk about like abortion abortion information and we had to come out with some collective you know response to these things as an agency and You know, some people were like pro and some people were against. And I was like, I can't just respond now. So I'd have to go off and take a couple of days and really work through the stuff and come back and go, well, this is how I feel. And then I'd, I'd be pretty firm on that. I'd be like, no, this is how I feel. And it's, you know, and they were very patient with me, I must say. They were. Now, it doesn't take me as long to absorb some things and have opinions anymore. However, some people are just like you. They're more high-end frequencies or they're just you know very quick in their brains to process and and it's none is better than the other they're both really valuable ways of being and ways of processing information and ways of you know having opinions they're both so valuable and there's probably a a plethora of mid-range frequencies in between of how people absorb information and how people experience the world but yeah I like the more grounded earthy I I like the earth slow frequency
1: (laughs) yeah no and that's I love that as well about you you know I really love that because when I'm in your company I would just sort of start to relax and We just sit there and we chill and the other things speedy as I am um someone said it to me recently that no you're you are yeah you are and you're you know whatever running around or whatever but when you are sitting with someone and you've made that time for your friend or whatever it is you're you are really calm and that is true that is true you're very present (laughs) very present because I like to have everything done and out of the way and if I'm meeting you say you're coming for a night I want everything out of the way so I don't have to think about anything else all I want to do is just sit down with you for the whole evening and we have the whole evening to ourselves so there's nothing to disturb me or whatever um because I was kind of, get, I think when I was talking to the, whatever friend that was recently, I was like giving myself a hard time that I'm, I'm not there. He says, "No, but you are there when you're there." With me. so,
0: I'd like a bit more of what you have, Carol, <laughs> like. and me with you. I like a bit more what you have, <laughs> absolutely, because it's great. You're really great at researching, and yeah, uh, yeah it's it's a, it's brilliant, and and it's interesting that you're really into the stars and astronomy as well. Yeah, I love all of that stuff. Yeah. Um,
1: I was always there as a kid, looking up at the sky, just always. It's looking up at the sky, but
0: yeah, you know. I love that too. That's actually when I when I take time to do that at night, which is not very often, but it it brings me into a meditative state to look at the stars, and it brings me to a place where I can see the vastness of the universe and think, wow. Like, I just have these wonderful thoughts when I look at the stars, It just, I guess it brings me to the bigger picture, it takes me out of where I am and currently in space and time where I'm, you know, you know, if I'm anxious about something or not, it just, looking at the stars just makes me go, oh my God, they're so vast and we're so tiny and... (laughs) There's a lot more of a bigger picture than we could ever imagine. And, you know, chill out. Yeah,
1: it does. <laughs> it gives you, it's a great leveler, I think, sometimes, isn't it? The,
0: yes. It's a leveler. Mm. It is, it is. So this is the time of year where the days are getting shorter and people think about the light. And, and it's interesting that the the different kind of religious uh groups or whatever you want to call religions uh they all celebrate this time of year at one way or another uh with a festival or a holiday season and it always has to do with light so it's a very interesting time of year for light and darkness and Mm -hmm. to contemplate that or to reflect on that isn't it
1: yeah there's more dark than light at this time of the year and uh it's interesting, but it is dark not being in a negative sense. either. Yes. Dark, yes. Uh, you know, really, we were talking about how fanatic it is and how to take that literally, even if it's only 10 minutes, um, because when you're cocooned, when we're meant to be, it's a time of great inner reflection, which mm. none of us are doing. <laughs> getting the time to do it at the moment. Um so it's it's like that, and th- all the seeds in the ground are are germinating and doing their thing and getting ready for you know to come back out in a couple of months' time
0: in spring. Yeah, so they're all in the dark. They're all, they're all in the dark,
1: the deep down yes. in the ground, in the dark,
0: being fed um, by the mother. Yeah, earth.
1: Like, yeah, you know, yeah. You put your bulbs in in November, whenever, which I didn't do, I realise, I've just remembered, it's too late now, probably. But they're deep down in the dark, germinating, absorbing from the earth. So nature is just our best teacher, really, if we bother to take the time to um, to connect with all those natural processes, which is always there for us. But yeah there's a lot more dark at the moment than light and then we're just on the turn now to turn the other way and
0: it is i i I think you're right nature is a great teacher it's a great mirror for us Mm -hmm. to to and and nature is so disciplined like when you think about it it's like clockwork the way things work you know generally yeah the seeds are in the ground and They're there for a while and then they start to, you know, at certain times they start to reach up and come out of the soil and come up and and grow with the sunlight. Like that happens like clockwork every year, Mm -hmm. but that takes a great discipline, Mm -hmm. like the order of discipline in the world. So Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like we need to discipline ourselves in a nice way. To have the slow time, it's like okay, the world is telling us, you know, go, 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 work, 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 shop, 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 shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about we look at nature and, and just have a little time to be quiet, be still, be still, and and just absorb what the earth is feeding us, is feeding us some nurturing and some love. The dark, like you say, the dark is not bad. It's it's a nurturing space as well, and it's. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's great. I I think it would be, it's a great antidote to stress, to get grounded and to be connected to nature. And it's a great antidote to stress. It's a great antidote to anxiety, to have that deep breathing, deep slowness, deep connection to what's going on with the trees or the ground or the sea or the sand, whatever nature you like to connect with. It's so good for our mental health, isn't it?
1: Mm -hmm. It is. And, you know, as well, I just thought when you were saying that, as well as the seeds in the ground, there's seeds in us that are germinating as well. And it would be even if you took like a couple of hours one evening to like think what are the the, the seeds that are growing in me what what's deep down in me at the moment that will pop out in spring because you know we all get more energy in the spring it's natural you know it might be maybe march or something and all of that is germinating even just a couple of hours if all over the christmas to have that little bit of time to think about what is growing inside of us that's new and maybe, you know, there for us to kind of meet again in spring. You know, just a tiny little preparation. But, you know, like you were saying, just small things. But that's all you need to do, because if we stay, oh, we need to do this, 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 and this, and this, and we have to be disciplined and we have to be the. It's not about that. Just like forget all of that. Just give yourself five minutes once a week. What would I like? What am I? Where am I at today? Or whatever. And you would be surprised. How after a while. You're more than happy to put aside two hours for yourself. You know I'm saying this now. I need to do it. Um, But I do tend to do it a bit on Sunday morning. That's when I do nothing I can't do anything so I'm so wrecked from the week usually but on Sunday morning I'll lie in my bed and I may not get out of bed until midday uh, and think about oh yeah what am I thinking about or maybe it's when I go to sleep before I go to sleep at night but we definitely need some time just to reflect oh god where am I in the middle of all this frenetic chaotic world at the moment
0: yeah that's beautiful I love what you said yes about the seeds within us what ideas are we germinating what new projects are we going to bring to bear in the spring or in the summer and nurture so yeah I love that Jill that's so lovely and that's so uh it's so great yeah it is and I think I think that there is a feeling and I know this myself that if I do stop and rest and take still, you know, be still or or not get up early. There's a there's a fear that I might never get up because it's so nice, you know, or there's a fear that if I stop, I won't start again. That 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 what if I stop the momentum of keeping on going, keeping on doing that. I won't. And that's not true because I, I have tested that this year. I have tested, OK, I'm going to rest this morning. I'm going to take the morning off. Will I survive the evening if I have done that? Will I get up again? Will I do that? And I do. I get up with better energy and better, yeah, better energy, like more energy and more, oh, how would I say, more of a desire to do stuff. So th- th- people are, are afraid. I know people have said it because people, I've heard people say it and I know I've thought it. It's like, if I stop and take a rest, will i be able to get back up doing things and yes mm-hmm. yes you mm-hmm.
1: can yeah and you need the rest i'm yes. saying it but you do i have been pushing myself to the edge because there's a very real physiological thing happens if you are on all the time which i i'm hands in the air i have done this to myself right um but I do go for healing work and I've had various different healing works done. I think that's my saving grace and all of my vitamins and my B vitamins and this and that and the other. I do do that. Um, but w- what I need to be very, very mindful of, and I have a healer that I go to who constantly <laughs> reminds me of this, is you. if you are pushing yourself, your adrenals are on all the time and they're pumping adrenaline into you. That's not good. Now, I am someone that has to really watch that because I do overdo it. I mean, I'm not sitting here, um, you know, preaching to people. I am the worst for doing exactly what I'm suggesting, (laughs) for not doing, I mean, what I'm suggesting at the moment. Um, And in some ways, just talking about it, and sharing it with, with you, Carol, and eventually with others that are listening, is that I'm I'm not. I, I do all the worst things that I should, shouldn't do, but talking about it helps me to even start to do it a little bit better. Because I do do little things, because I'm going, okay, I've gone too far now. I, I can't even think, put two and two together, because my brain is so tired. And said, this is ridiculous. And... Uh, i've been going for massages as well um i can't like you know i can go once once a, a month i can't go every week because you know the costs as well but even that once a month i have said do you know that's what i've done recently going okay i need to if i if i won't stop then i'm going to go and do massage once a month and i found a really good person here in Galway, and um uh, and uh, and then I go to my healer as well but the adrenaline people really do need to be careful of that because you can pump and pump and pump the adrenaline and then it upsets the balance of your hormones and uh, then you just become overtired and you have what is like a hangover and a a sort of adrenaline hangover. And I've seen myself not feeling great for a few days and getting cranky and all sorts of stuff um, that's that does. So I would just like keep bear that in mind for someone who's like me or like, you know, even yourself, Carol, with even though you have a slower resonance,
0: you can still get stressed either way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know. Exactly. I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I might be so but i'm also like you i work really really hard really long exactly. hours as well yeah. and and i do have to stop so yes i go yeah. for a month like two hours a month every month for counseling and um energy work and this last month i had a shiatsu session as well i had it with uh the last um knows was a couple of shows ago with johnny roach the herbalist and shiatsu practitioner and i had a shiatsu session with him and It was so brilliant. It was so grounding, but it really made me conscious of different parts of my body that I haven't. It wasn't feeling like I wasn't feeling. I didn't notice that different parts of me was sore, and it was only when this during the session I was like, "Oh, that's been sore." I I had no idea. So I've been numbing out of different edges of my body, and so it's really nice to do something like that to connect Mm -hmm. with your. You're so right. I love that that you brought that up. That is Mm -hmm. so good, and. And we all need to do something. And what is it that makes you go, Oh yeah, I'm, I've gone too far. Now I need to come back in. So that's something to think about. What is it? Like for me, my adrenals actually talk to me. I get the feedback. I get a, a slight twinge in my kidneys or just above my kidneys. So I get that. For some people, it's arthritis. It's the inflammation because they're yeah. running on that adrenaline all the time that it, it, they're the. The body is taking from the bones some substance, some, some, uh, you know, vitamins and some calcium. It's taking it out of the bones and it's, it's making the, you feel better as you're in this adrenal, va- adrenaline phase. And then if you don't take time to recover, it won't go back into the bones. So then your bones get sore. So there's so much. Like what is it? that makes you go okay now I need to come back now I need to take care of me and uh, that's so good thank you so much Jill for that. that that's so uh, so you. wise and so uh, great to hear thank you and, good and, the,
1: and it can become addictive in the body as well the adrenals so there has to come a point for me I thought oh, I'm being too mean to spend the money on massage and then I realized You know, I will waste a certain amount of money on, you know, I don't know, buying teas or coffees. Well, I don't drink coffee, but, you know, I can waste money and and I'm very, very conscious that not everyone would actually be able to afford to go for a massage either or something uh, as well. Um, so and can so you we,
0: afford not to? I mean, that's uh, yeah. the thing, to, We it, have it, to just, weigh it up. Like, what yeah. do you do to help you feel better if you're not yeah. doing something like that? It, like, how much junk food do you eat because you're trying to healthy. keep your yeah. energy high? And yeah. that's something exactly. that, um, a woman, Dr. Anatoka, that I interviewed recently, that she was talking about is that, you know, at a certain point of the day, it's our good biome that the biome bacteria in our, our in our gut that goes, I need energy now, and it sends the message to the brain that goes, give give me that stale donut, I'll eat it. It'll give me energy. I love it. Whereas you'd pass it by in the morning time and go, Ugh, I wouldn't like that. But at a certain point in the day when your energy is low, you'll go, I grab it, and and then you know to look at nutrition as a whole, and that's something I've been practicing in the last while actually, Jill. I've been doing this hormone reset diets for three weeks at a time and and it's like getting nuts and throwing them into the oven for 10 minutes every other day so that i have snacks to go to i put them into a little tub and i i Instead of going for something sweet, I'll grab the nuts. And that takes time. It takes time to buy the nuts. It takes time to put them in the oven each day. But it's great. So it's it's really looking after yourself. And that doesn't cost a lot of money. That doesn't cost as much as a massage. But a massage is a great thing to do. And you're a brilliant masseuse as well. It's a great thing to do. And, you know, it also brings me to something else that I was going to talk about earlier. And like I said, I'm not materialistic and you're not materialistic either. Um gifting. So this time of year, it's about gifting. And I was just mentioning to Jill before we came on that I had this idea that there are five or six love languages that we all have. So we have one predominant one. Each person would be higher in one of these, I'd say six love languages. So one love language is gifts. So some people love giving gifts and some people prefer to give than to receive gifts, but gifting is one. The second one is touch. So touch is yours, obviously, because that's the massage regenerate, rejuvenates you, gives you, it gives you that it's loving, you know, it's loving to have a massage. So that's a great gift to yourself. Um, quality time is another love language. And acts of service doing things for somebody is another um uh, love language, and I think food is a love language some people for it's it's food, so let me see that's oh words is the sixth one so uh words so writing a letter uh having uh words of affirmation, sending a lovely text message uh Writing a letter is a lovely one, actually, or or a book. Uh, giving somebody a book it doesn't have to be a new book, but a, a book that you've read that you love and his loving words or his words. So, there there are different things. So we don't have to go and buy the latest gaudy gift uh just because we want someone to know that we love them. We could think about that person and figure out what is their love language. Is it quality time? Do I would well instead of spending an hour in traffic to go to the shop to buy that person something maybe go and meet them and do have a walk together or you know spend time with them in whatever they're doing um acts of service maybe somebody likes food but doesn't like cooking so maybe uh making a meal and bringing it over to them or maybe uh cleaning somebody's house who can't clean someday, you know, or or not the whole house, maybe that's too much, but cleaning up their kitchen for them or, you know, an act of service could be anything that's doing something for somebody that helps them feel loved. So I think that this Christmas to be more sustainable and to really think about things, maybe it isn't all about the wrapped gift. Maybe it is about thinking about them and what do they love? Do they love? like I said, any of those love languages, maybe it's making them. um, I have a friend and she makes these lovely sauces and she gives them out or somebody makes lovely jams and they hold them back and they give them at Christmas time. You know, chutneys, people spend time collecting the food, preparing it, and it's such a lovely, lovely thing to receive. So, yeah, that was my Mm -hmm. tough for this year.
1: Ah, That's lovely because when you were saying that, I was thinking – well, food and words, because I, I I write a Christmas letter at Christmas time and I love and I send a lot of cards and I like to be in touch with people at that time of the year, especially. And cooking, I just love cooking for people. Like I'm a good enough cook. I'm not like your husband, for example. He's just like like a chef level cook, but um I love making food for people and uh, sitting around the dinner table.
0: But it is. Yeah. And I would rather give gifts like that. You know, I think and I think a lot of like, so, certainly my parents, they would rather quality time. That's their love language. They love quality time. And my mom loves touch. So she loves hugs. And, you know, there's. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I think she'd much rather we'd spend a lot more time with her than in the shops, you know? Yeah, definitely. I love giving her gifts as well, but it's, yeah, it's the time I spent with them is much, a much greater gift than buying them something I think. So yeah, I just think that it's another way of looking at it. Yeah,
1: it is and even the friends I'm going to spend Christmas with, she was saying, oh, really don't want anyone buying gifts over 15 or 20 euro. Um, she'd rather even not have gifts, but she has two girls, you know, uh, 18 and 23. So they're still in the phase of, oh, we have to have gifts. But, you know, it's it's that kind of thing that I think, you know it doesn't have to be about money you're right but about a gift
0: yeah it doesn't always and yeah it was something I was thinking there when you were saying that oh it's gone now it'll come back in a minute <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. well you know I was thinking as well other things that people can do for themselves if they can't afford um a massage or or whatever you can go online and find yoga you know you can find uh, free yoga online that you could do at home as well and, yes you
0: know, yes i remember it now yeah you're right yeah. yoga you can do that yeah. yeah that's a really nice thing to do for your body as well um what i remembered is yes i have friends in the states and in canada and we've been talking about christmas traditions recently and it's so interesting some of them, uh, quite a few of them have these uh, traditions with families or with friends, a group of friends where they go thrifting for gifting. So they'll go to a thrift shop. So they go to like, we call them charity shops mostly. Yeah, yeah. So they go to them and they have like a $10 uh, limit on the gift and they, they buy these gifts for the group, like one gift, everyone brings one gift and then they, they, they have different ways of like giving it they have different traditions there's one I think they call it Chinese gifting where they have it and they somebody takes it and then someone can take that off them and someone else can take it off them and it goes around like that so it's a, it's a real fun way of of gifting um and they're not they're, they're they're not expensive and sounds like a lot a lot of fun thrifting for gifting
1: <laughs> so they have they say five of them will go together they buy a present each in this shop or whatever whichever shop thrift shop and then what do they do they
0: bring Sorry, they they go there's a noise there sorry yeah so they 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 yeah say a group of five i think it's probably about 15 or something they they say okay 10 euro or 10 dollars uh you can you to buy it in a thrift shop so uh, some people then buy it and then maybe make something with that or some people just buy something. So whatever, whatever it, 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 uh, it doesn't do cost a lot it? of money and they have a lot of fun and, and they get together and they have a lot of fun around it. So it's not about money. It's about being creative and being so, together and having a laugh. So each of them gets that gift. They decide. Each of them gets one of the gifts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that
1: sounds. That does sound like a bit of fun. All right.
0: Yeah. And and one woman said they they do a theme around yellow and it, yeah it's just uh, different. It's not uh, it's not what we what we do. I I just think that's really fun and a great thing to do.
1: And the Chris Kendall thing is good as well, but not every family
0: wants to do that. So. It is. Yeah. We used to do it, uh, with Jerry's family, the Chris Kindle, uh, with the children. It was with the adults and then the children, but I think there was so many adults then when they all got married. Um, <laughs> and then it was with the children. And then a lot of the children are, are 30 and over now. So, uh, they, we've stopped doing it, but, uh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice, but we're just going to have a get together this year rather than a gifting get together. It's just going to be meeting up and having a drink or maybe a few mince pies. Yeah. Oh, it's so much simpler and easier. Well,
1: gosh, that's another year passed so quickly.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it has. It has. Jill, thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a pleasure hanging out with you. Thank you. And same as that.
1: It has been lovely, lovely to have a chat again. And I just... wish everyone a really lovely peaceful christmas and festive season and take time out for yourself <laughs> wherever you can
0: thank you that's beautiful yes yes take time for yourself have a lovely winter solstice if you want to take time and be with the light and the dark and or be out in nature and go for a nice walk. Maybe go to a sacred site if you're near one of those. That's nice to do. Or or just my friends and I, we would go for a swim. So maybe we'll do that this year. Have a great time over Christmas. Try and do something for you, like Jill said, and try and take time out. And Jill, I know, I don't know if I said this earlier, but I know a couple of our listeners have asked me how you are. So it's so nice that you've come on and you look like I said, so bright and so beautiful. And I'm so grateful to have had this time with you. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you to them for asking that. So thank you.
0: Well, you've been listening to Lady Time with Jill McGregor and Carol Fitzpatrick, wishing you a happy solstice, a happy Christmas, and Jill mentioned earlier before we came on that she might do a solo cast in the new year or sometime in between then. And we look forward to that if you do get the time and if you do have the desire to do that. And we will be back in the new year. I will be back in the new year, but perhaps we will be back in the new year at some point. Thank you for listening and uh, have a lovely, lovely holiday, everybody. Thank you.